it's Allison Kerr, CEO of Primal Elements and host of Brandology Beyond the Logo, the podcast where we tackle the art and science behind branding. Many people think branding is just about the logo, but it's so much more. Tune in every week as we sit down with industry experts and entrepreneurs who will share what it truly takes to build a successful brand. Hey everyone, we are back on Brandology Beyond the Logo and I am here with Miss Gina Falk today and we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff when it comes to building a brand and um, implementation, systems, processes, all that fun stuff. Um, Gina is going to break it down for us because she's amazing at that. So Gina, go ahead and introduce yourself and let people know why you are here. Hey, I'm Gina. Thank you for having me, Allison. I'm excited to be here on the your uh, podcast talking about after the brand, mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a company that offers fractional COO services for people, which is Chief Operating Officer Services, um, which really entails everything that has to do with running an organization, the backbone of the organization, the people, the process, and everything that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into this space? How did I get into this space? Great question. (laughs) I have spent most of my career in the operations field working for big companies. So in corporate structures, um, telecommunications, and then uh, most recently I've been chief operating officer for a healthcare consulting company. And so I got to learn the whole world of the operations of healthcare. Mm. That's a whole different story. Oh, yeah. And so I felt really inspired to take the knowledge and um, experience that I've had working with big operations, big organizations, with process and people, and really bring that out to some of the smaller to medium-sized businesses where they may not have as, um, or may never have had corporate experience. And even though many entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs because they're running away from corporations, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there is value in um, some of the structure that corporations put in place because it allows you to scale and to have repeatable processes and to deliver deliver, uh, consistent services to your customers. And that's what I really love to do and absolutely love to work with people. My favorite thing when I was leading in companies was actually leading the people, getting work through, um, helping people get the most productivity and and do their best. And that's absolutely what I love. And I love to share that and mentor other leaders to be great leaders as well. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. So, um... Why did you choose, I guess, to work specifically like with like, so do you work specifically with like entrepreneurs or like who, who's kind of like your ideal like target? So my ideal target is anybody, um, mostly you have to have some group of people that work with you because that's where I really can um, help to make sure that that's all functioning properly. So my sweet spot is companies that at least have, you know, five to 10 employees, um, I chose intentionally not to go into huge corporations because, quite frankly, many of them don't really want to change, but I wouldn't turn them down if there was a corporation that was really looking to change and do the right thing for their customers and people Mm -hmm. and are ready to change. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be happy to work with them. But I really feel like I, um, my, where I can add the most benefit are to those companies that are have had some success that are starting to grow, but have either hit a plateau or are so crazy 
uh, busy that they feel like they've just lost themselves and they don't know what to do. So those companies where everybody's working way too many hours, but they've got a ton of business that they're not really sure what to do with. Mm-hmm. I love to come in there in those companies and help them because if they don't get that structure put in place, then growth may cause them to not be able to sustain their customers. And if you can't deliver the services to your customers, you're not going to be in business for too terribly long. Ooh, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is such an important thing. I think especially, you know, when you are starting out um, as an entrepreneur um, or a startup company, like you're just trying, you're so focused on getting your idea off the ground and for some, some companies, they do find that success within the first year, 18 months of their business, and they're hitting the ground running, but you're not thinking about the process along the way. Not all of us are process-minded. You know, there are some, some entrepreneurs that I've met where, you know, they literally sat down and wrote out their entire process for how they were going to run their business, run, like, I, I think the uh, founder of Latina Magazine, she's a, um, a former... Um, alumna of my college University of Florida and she came and talked to us about how she started her publication and was like I literally laid out everything step by step how I was going to handle HR how I was going to handle this department how this is how this is going to connect here and I was just like wow that's fascinating you know but then you have those other people that are like I just want to I just want to get a website up like can I just get a website up and you don't really take the time to carve it out but as you're saying like if you don't do that it actually can impede your growth because now your your company is not structured. It doesn't have the great support systems to actually handle growth. Okay, so like we we're talking about, you know, growth is one of those things that it's it's really important for a business. But if you can't handle it, if you can't um, support it, then your company is actually going to stagnate because. Um, your customers won't be able to work with you because you can't deliver on time. You know, so what is what are some of the things that um, I should say the common trends of a company that's kind of struggling um, with, with growth or processes, like what are you, some of the things that you see off the bat? The first thing to look at is um, how many hours your people are working. And I know that many times um, they say small companies, you just have to work long and hard hours. And that is true to some degree. Um, but most of the time when I've looked at that, when people are looking working really, really long hours, it's because they're not working effectively in the hours that they are working. Mm. There's a lot of um, conversation happening, too many meetings, too many, there's just, there's just not effective. And so that's the first place to look. Um, I feel like sometimes the working long hours has become this badge that society has given to people that says, oh, if I tell people I'm so busy or I'm working all these long hours, it means I'm successful and I'm going to look really good. And it's a bunch of that's not what we're really here to do we're here to be effective and quite frankly if you're working long hours your people are not productive mm-hmm. I don't care what they say I don't care if they say they're superheroes nobody I don't care who you are works effectively and there's a lot of people that would argue with me they do not work effectively after a certain amount of time it's mm-hmm. just it's just not how we're wired that's true just not the way it works um, so at some point you hit that that um, there's no return in the work that you're doing. So you're just spinning your wheels. Mm -hmm. That's the first place to look. The other place to look is um, 
you can tell also the um, anxiety level, the amount of questions that you may, the amount of time you're spending, like if you look at each activity, how much time are you spending on each activity? And if you're spending a ton of time answering a bunch of your team members' questions, that's all you're doing, then that's another sure sign that something's gone wrong. And that's pretty common a lot of times in growth because as a leader, as the owner of the business, you were the one that first started making all the decisions. And so if you don't shift out of that, come to me for all decisions into, I need you to be successful and you kind of become that leader, then if you're spending all your time answering your team's questions, that that growth has outgrown you because mm-hmm. you really should be moved from CEO kind of owner doing everything to um, being the face of the customer or whatever you're good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the other thing to look at. Um, if you're getting a bunch of customer um, calls, you'll know. Like if you're getting complaints or you're hitting backlog of the services that you're delivering, any of that kind of stuff, which oftentimes if you're working on projects, you'll see deadlines being missed those kind of symptoms start happening, really that's when you know it's time to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we oftentimes think that operations, I always said in my career that um, sales and marketing got all of the headlines and operations is in the background, mm-hmm. um, which, which is true. Uh, but I can tell you again, those operations need to run effectively or it's gonna, it's gonna make your brand, mm-hmm. since this is a brand podcast, look not effective on the outside. Yeah. Which will in, inevitably decrease your sales and yes. probably cause you some clients um, or customers because, you know, they can't, um, they're not getting the uh, effective service that you are promising. So, and I know that's something that I've struggled with over the years. Like as I've grown, it's like I've had to start thinking differently about how I run my business um, instead of just being a solopreneur to inviting other people to help because I can't do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you get tired. Like I remember when I first started out, I was working a full-time job and then also running this business on the side. And so I was literally working 17 hours a day and I did that for almost three years and only sleeping, yep. <laughs> you know, and had I known about this before, I would have put some things in place um, systems wise. So then by the time that I got to the point where I am now, where I am growing, I'm not having to go backwards and kind of like, you know, fix all these, um, these issues or kind of re relay our foundation so that we can actually support our customers and our clients and serve them a lot more effectively. And that way I'm also not burnout because that burnout is real. That is real. (laughs) The burnout's real, and especially doing what you do in creative, we're all creative in our own businesses, in our own way, but we only have so much creative energy, and if it's taken by doing all the day-to-day stuff, uh, you're going to be tapped. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just, you're not going to be effective, and so I really think that gets back into um, moving away from that thought that as the entrepreneur, I have to do all things by myself, but quite frankly... As I say, many entrepreneurs got into entrepreneurship because they like to do the thing. Mm-hmm. They like the service that they're delivering. They like to do the thing, but they don't. But they've never really had the experience of how do you set up processes that are effective? How do you get people to to do the work? Um, that's where you know fractional COO services come in. Like that's where an operations person who's very savvy at looking at. 
um, you know, the operations and the people and how they work together can come in and be a partner to help you see how to restructure that, mm. to really help you um, not have to do that on your own because not everybody knows how to do that. As you say, many entrepreneurs don't. The one that you met with the, the magazine mm -hmm. is, is great because that's really what it takes yeah. to scale a business. Mm -hmm. You really, really have to have strong operations in place to scale the business. And that magazine is done really well. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a very successful publication. And, you know, because she took the time to set those things up ahead of time. So if you are a systems-oriented entrepreneur, like, please do not knock yourself no. for feeling that way or being that way because that's actually a huge gift. Yeah. Um, and it will help to set your business up for success in a way that you couldn't even imagine um, just because you took the time to think about it. And if you are uh, not so much that type of person, <laughs> get some help, you know, talk yeah. to someone like Gina or um, if you have some other professionals around you that deal with process improvement and, and helping you to set up systems and things like that, like ask for help. Don't be afraid to reach out. Um, you know, and if you're a corporation that's, you know, growing and you're trying to, you're struggling to kind of find that, um, to take that leap to the next level in your business, like Gina is the perfect person to talk to. So, um, so what's kind of like your process, Gina, like walk us through the process. If I'm coming to work with you on, um, helping me fix some systems in my business, which she's doing right now. So thank you. Um, <laughs> like what is the process for that? Where do we start? Yeah. So I have, um, I have a model, I call it the direct framework, but the first place we start is I like to have a conversation first, just to call and say, you know, Hey, um, what's going on? What are your biggest challenges? I actually have an assessment that I send to people. It's very easy. It's just a five or six question um, to really get a sense of what's going on. Most of what I see is I don't have enough time. I'm tapped on my energy, some of that kind of stuff. And even just from that small assessment um, and that conversation, I can even give you some tips on what you could do right away with nothing else. Um, of how to kind of streamline what's going on. Mm. That's kind of the first step, just that, that free um, consultation, because I really want to make sure that whoever I talk to, um, I'm a good fit for them and they're a good fit for me because I'm not wasting somebody else's time yeah. or money or energy. <laughs> That's not what this is here for. Right. Um, and I really love to find out, this is the thing I love the most. Like I love to find out, I like to solve problems. I like, it's like a puzzle for me. It's like <laughs> taking all the pieces and putting it together and making a really pretty picture. So mm -hmm. it all starts with that first discussion. If we, from that discussion, choose that this is something that we would like to move forward into, the next phase is what I call design for success, where I do a deep dive assessment. I come in and if you have a physical location, I can come in and meet with your team. Um, if you are uh, remote, because I can also work with people remotely, um, you know, with today's technology, you can do everything that you need to remotely. I've managed lots of remote teams, um, but I really do some, a lot of deep dive where I'll ask what's going on, um, ask people a lot of questions, tell them about the, you know, get them to tell me about the processes, what their biggest challenges are, that kind of stuff, and do that initial assessment to really understand where the issues are and at that point deliver back however many solutions that I can see at the time, whether it be your team just needs to be um, better mentored at being leaders, so to, to do work more effectively and how to get other people to do work, whether it's I feel like you may need some automation here. I'm gonna tell you though, um, I'm not gonna come in ever 
ever and recommend a system and automation first because automation, all it does is speed up a bad process. So (laughs) I, I find so often because I worked in corporations where their answer is, ah, just put a system in everything Mm. will take, you know, that'll take care of everything. And all it did was make something that wasn't working very well before work really badly more quickly. Wow. So (laughs) that's the, yeah. Um, and I wouldn't want any small businesses to fall into that trap. I see so often that's what happens. You think automate, put a system in and it just causes more disruption. Um, and so I always like to make sure the process is set up first Mm -hmm. and then we can say, okay, how, what tools can we use to help it be more effective but the tool is not driving the process. The process is driving the tool with as much as po- with with as much um, degree as possible. Because oftentimes tools do drive the process. Yeah. But that's a different subject. Yeah. Um, so that's what you'll get out of that assessment. And then after that, you will have what you need if you choose to go ahead and implement those solutions. If you need my help, that'll be a conversation to say, you know, where do you need help? Do you mm-hmm. what does that look like? Um, I also, after that assessment, can um, really say if you, with the ownership, you know, whoever I'm having the conversation with, if they're like, I just don't know any of this stuff, I don't want to run this operation, I, um, that's where those fractional services come in. So if somebody says, I really just need you to do this, we'll have a conversation of what that looks like, and I can serve as that COO for you, mm-hmm. um, for your business, before, until you have, you know, the need to bring on a full-time COO and then I can help make sure that you're bringing on the right person for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not here to be the full-time COO for anybody. That's not what I'm doing. I am really excited about sharing my time and expertise with as many businesses as possible to make them successful. That's what I'm here for. I love it. I love it. I think that's absolutely amazing. And like I, as someone who has experienced uh, genius geniusness <laughs> firsthand, I can very much vouch for everything that she's saying. I mean, it's such a critical um, step to take in your business, especially if you want to go to the next level. And I've been reading this book um, by Allison Maslin called Scale or Fail. And I think that one of the things that, um, you know, companies like, especially when you want to grow, like you can, you can grow your business as large as you want. But even Allison says it, like, if you don't have the right systems in place to actually take your business to the next level, it's not going to work. It's like putting a bandaid over, you know, uh, something that actually needs stitches or even maybe uh, amputation, but you're just trying to band-aid, you know, the problem as long as possible. Um, and that's, that's just not going to work. So, you know, what would you say to those entrepreneurs, Gina, um, or those business owners um, who maybe they're like, oh man, like this, this sounds amazing, but it sounds like expensive. And I don't really know if I want to make that type of like investment in my business. We'll just kind of We'll just see, like, what's the, what's the danger of that kind of mindset? Um, the danger of that mindset um, is that you can, it's like anything else as an entrepreneur. You have to really make some choices. It Yes, it is an investment, but if is what you're doing right now working for you? Right. And what happens if you continue down this path? If you continue to try to do everything yourself, don't put your operations in place, then um, will you be satisfied to stop, stunt your growth or potentially decrease 
your growth completely. And that's really the question. And so I know this is one of those leap of faith kind of things where you have to just say, okay, um, I feel like, look, if I believe that anytime you feel like something is a good idea or you're getting that whisper that says you really need to do this and then fear comes up that says, oh, please don't spend that money, listen to the first whisper Mm. because that first whisper... (laughs) It came to you for a reason. Right. It didn't come like, and because those whispers are not based in fear. Like, you know that those whispers that come and they're for the good of your company are the ones that you're supposed to go with. Yes, they're the hardest and they're sometimes the ones you fear the most. Um, But I would just say walk through that fear. Um, We can have a conversation because, you know, what's, what's, Expensive may not be as expensive as you think it is, or maybe it is. Um, so have a conversation. But really, if you truly desire to grow your business, um, and you know, we didn't talk a lot about the people. We talked a lot about the systems and process. But I can tell you, people, we know this are going to be um, what really brings the success of your company. Like mm-hmm. your employees that you hire, the people that support your operations, and quite frankly, good people don't want to work for companies who are all scattered and don't know what they're doing operationally. Did you hear that, everyone? (laughs) Say that again, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good people do not want to work with companies who are scattered and do not have good operations in place. And I have heard many, many stories where um, good companies, good entrepreneurs that were scaling and were growing brought good, good people in, but good people are not going to put up with junk. Nope. They're not going to put up with junk processes where there's a lot of chaos and a lot of confusion. They're not going to stay. So if you want to attract the best talent, your operations is also going to um, be a part of that as well. And how, and when I say your operations, it's how do you lead the people in your organization and how do you make people um, and give them the foundation to be successful in your organization mm-hmm. and your operations and your processes and how you work through those kind of things and how you lead as a leader, quite frankly, are a big piece of that. Wow. That's, and that, I'm so glad you said that because I think all of that ties back to um, not just being a boss or a manager, but being a leader in your organization mm-hmm. and being able to have the maturity and the humility, because it takes humility to realize that you've been doing it wrong for yes. a while yes. or that you need help. Um, but having the humility um, and the readiness to make that shift and to say, okay, you know what? Let me hire that consultant. Let me get with someone else who does, who knows this better than I do and can see the problems that I can't see and will help me take my business to the next level. Because if that's not happening, then like you said, everything else is going to fall apart. You won't be able to retain good, uh, good talent as well as good customers or good clients because people will see it's not going to be a hidden thing. It's like, you know, telling someone, uh, like, it's like the, there's a leak in the, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the pipe and people see it, the water's dripping, it's there, but you're like, no, it's not, it's fine. Like we got the buckets fine. here. Like yep. we're good. Like, you know, it's like, no, no, no. People can see that there's, there's cracks in the walls and things are kind of like falling apart. And, you know, I know I trust me. I, I, I feel the pain. I understand how difficult it is to be humble sometimes. And, um, have to step back and realize that you're you haven't been making the most effective decisions um, as a business. But I'll tell you what: when I sat down with Gina and she literally broke down for me how much time 
um, I was spending on certain tasks and then also attached a dollar amount to that time, which, you know, we always talk about, we don't want to trade dollars for hours, but even if you are doing something in your business that you shouldn't be doing, that could be handed off to someone else and it's costing your business money. Like you are trading dollars for hours and lots and lots and lots of dollars. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, once I saw that evidence, I was like, okay, I'm, a hundred percent convinced I need to do something about this fast. So, you know, don't take it for granted. Um, you know what she's saying, like, absolutely. I'd encourage you if you want to be a, not just a boss, but a leader in your business, like take this step and do the hard work. If you're going to spend your time doing anything, it's, it should be this, it should be doing the things that are going to make your business better and not necessarily you having to be the one doing all the work in your business, but working on your business. Yeah. Because I mean, taking it back to the brand, you know, you think we do all this work on branding for our sales and marketing and putting our image out there. Um, but just as important as your outside image, your inside image. So what your employees feel about your company and your brand, like that goes outside as well. So if you're employees know that there's junk inside they're not that you can that is not good for your brand because you can be assured they're going out and complaining <laughs> about what's going on at work and that translates into mm -hmm. your brand so it just you know this does even though operations may not appear to be um, a piece of your brand they are 100 percent a big function of um, what your employees think and the experience that your customers have. So operations do drive the experience in your brand. So it's not, it's not to be, I really caution anyone that feels like it's just, oh, well, that's just operations. It's just the back, the front end, you know, the back end, whatever you want to call it, it's in the middle and nobody sees that. But mm -hmm. quite frankly, everybody sees that. Yep. And if you think they don't, then you might just want to um, take a little bit of a look because they see it, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Exactly. Uh, so what what are some like final words of wisdom um, do you have for our audience listening today? Yeah, I think if you, um, if you find yourself in this situation, if you're listening to this podcast, something came up for you, first, don't beat yourself up. Um, you're doing, you know, I want to honor each and every one of you listening. If you have your own business, um, wherever you are in your career, um, if you are in operations, if you're in marketing sales, whatever, there's operations that go with it. Um, don't, if anything I said struck a nerve, um, listen to that. Um, but don't beat yourself up. There is no wrong. It's just perfect. Exactly where you are. It could just get better. Um, and so I would just say, like, I would love to have a conversation. Don't, um, you know, don't hesitate. Allison will share my information. Um, contact me. Make sure that we at least have that conversation because I love to talk to people. As I say, I love to problem solve and I am here to help. Um, don't want you to feel alone. I know as entrepreneurs, we, including myself, want to try to do everything by ourselves and we think we can tackle this. Um, but please don't try to do it alone. Uh, let, let us help each other. <laughs> That's what this world is supposed to be about is collaborating with each other and making each other better. So Absolutely. that's what I'm here for. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That was amazing. Um, 
Yes, and like Gina said, I will put all of her information in the show notes so you guys can reach out to her. Um, and if you have any other questions, um, she'll be happy to answer them for you. Um, and as always, if you are enjoying the podcast, you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review, share it with your friends. Um, maybe there's some other colleague that you know that needs this information. Please let them know about it because um, that's what we're here for. We're all about helping you understand how your brand um, goes beyond just your logo um, and really to help you build a business uh, that you can be proud of. So thanks guys for listening and we'll catch you next time. All right, bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoyed the episode? Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next one. If you really love what you heard, I would love it if you left us a review. For more beyond this podcast, visit us at primalelements.com. See you soon. Go Primal.